Last year, I dedicated a full episode on my expectations for CU artists and to the music projects in 2021. Some things ended up happening, others I was far off the mark. Well, I am now setting this as a CU lounge tradition, so it's time to have a quick talk about my expectations for CU artists and to the music projects in 2022. Let's kick off this episode of CU Lounge. Welcome to CU Lounge, I am your host Vanessa and today's topic is 5 expectations for male CU and to the music projects in 2022. We're already well into 2022, but it is time to talk a bit about what I expect to change in 2022, which will be the big comebacks or new releases, or which 2D music projects will jump popularity-wise. Attention that from this point on, everything I will be saying in this episode, unless it is previously released singles or albums, are just predictions or expectations of mine. None of these are confirmed, nor do I have sources indicating that any of these things will happen. And of course, like I told you on episode 29, let's check what happened to my predictions for 2021. I reckon many did not come true, but nonetheless, let's start talking about my 5 expectations for 2022. International live streaming to be a common part of CU artists or 2D music projects' live events. This is something you and I have been talking about for quite a long time at Seiyu Lounge. After the awful 2020 with its disruptive pandemic that stopped everything worldwide, in Japan Seiyu artists and 2D music projects tried to think outside of the box and instead of focusing solely on their domestic fans, they turned their eyes to their international fans. That came in the way of YouTube channels, music available on streaming platforms worldwide, and even live streaming of old live shows and events, all available for free to everyone. In 2020, Argonavis from Bang Dream franchise started the trend of the sound-only live shows, and Mamoru Mieno held the very first worldwide live stream of a live show. In 2021, and carrying over from those innovations, you had more CU trying to check if it is really worth turning to their international fanbase by making live shows available for live stream internationally. However, the CU artists that tried these were few. Miurinu, Shotawoi, Makoto Furukawa, Soma Saito, Mamoru Mienu, and Gakuto Kajiwara. And among those, only Mamoru Mienu and Gakuto Kajiwara really had live streams that you can genuinely say that were held worldwide. So that was a small development that I was not expecting. Yes, Mieno would continue to do this because he noticed how many fans tuned in for his first worldwide live stream in 2020. However, other CU artists have never made an effort to include international fans and barely trailed any path towards including them. It starts with the social media management of their artist accounts. So while there were very few CU trying out live streams, the good part is that those were among some of the most popular or respected CU artists currently active in Japan. And what does this all mean? If the popular ones are doing this, then everyone else will want to join in in that trend. 
That's the natural thing in the music industry. If something works for an artist, you want to emulate it for your own artists. And that's why I believe in 2022 we will be seeing more CU artists holding simultaneous live streams of their live shows. Unfortunately, I reckon very few CU artists will bet on making the live streams available worldwide and just stick to some Asian countries, a small bit of Europe, the USA, perhaps Brazil and not much else. This is something that could change, but given how last year's change was really small, I don't believe the Japanese music industry will go all out making their CU artists and 2D music projects, having all or some of their live shows available as live streams for their international fans. Well, one can dream. However, what I believe will happen is that live streaming of live events to overseas fans will start to be a common thing for CU artists and to the music projects' live shows. Rock music to take over the 2D music projects scene. After excitedly having followed everything surrounding rock music and 2D music projects in 2021, I can safely say that we do have good 2D rock music projects out there. Dig Rock, N Light Tribe, Argonavis from Bang Dream, Carnelian Blood, Visual Prison, and The Last Metal. All these projects showed that the 2D music industry is trying to even the field a little bit. Bring out the excitement, the quality, and power of rock music to the spotlight. As a fan of rock music, this is a dream. Really, I never expected that there would be so many 2D rock music projects active at the same time and with many people invested in all or some of those, and that all would have a high quality. Seeing how rock projects have jumped to the spotlight in 2021 and how well received some were and some continue to be, I am expecting rock music to become the trend of 2022. Of course, I do fully know that this is almost an impossible thing to happen because, let's be honest, almost everyone likes pop music. But still, if last year wasn't expected, with plenty of new 2D rock music projects joining in, who knows what will happen in 2022? More live-action music videos for 2D music projects one thing you may have noticed in 2021 is that there was an unusual number of live-action music videos for 2D music projects. You have Erosion doing that for quite some time, then The Last Metal and, in a way, Visual Prison joining in the trend. I am pretty okay with this. Actually, I love this and I'd love for it to become a real trend. Some fans will say that they do not care about the voice actors and prefer music videos with the 2D characters. Well, I can understand you to some degree, however, why can't we have both? Not everyone follows 2D music projects because of the characters. For example, I follow only the music projects or 2D groups that have music that I genuinely enjoy. I don't really care much about the characters nor the setting or story. If the music is good, that's all I really need. If any of my favorite CU happen to be in those projects, that's a big plus for me. Like me, there are thousands of people that do not care about the characters as long as the music is good. And then there's a big chunk of people that only check 2D music projects in which their favorite voice actors are cast in. So yeah, there are all kinds of fans of 2D music out there. 
and live-action music videos arrive to cater to a very specific part of the fanbase. The ones that appreciate the voice actors and actually want to watch them in a music video, no matter how weird the music videos are or how awkward their favorite CU are in those music videos. It's a good compliment to the 2D music videos that projects like Hypnosis Mike or even Carnelian Blood or Dig Rock have. This was actually something that Hypnosis Mike started in 2017, but they soon abandoned to focus on the 2D characters instead. Why? I don't really know, because I remember fans being really excited about watching the CU acting like the characters they were voicing. Erosion picked that up and has been one step ahead of everyone since the start, having released character and live-action videos since their debut. Visual Prison teased everyone with short music videos of Oz, Lost Eden and Eclipse, and The Last Metal went all out to deliver a high-octane live-action music video that, for once, didn't sound nor looked awkward. Will we be seeing more of this trend in 2022? I sure hope so, because it is a good way to make the voice actors known and appreciated for their work, while still celebrating the music by those 2D music projects they are cast in. It's a win-win in my book. Time for the full-length albums by Mamoru Mienu, Shotaoi and, potentially, Soma Saito. An intermission here on this episode, because this was recorded in November, since then, uh, Mamoru Mieno has announced that he is going to release his seventh full-length album. What happens here is that I already kicked off 2022 with one of my predictions right, which is good, but this episode, as a result, is not completely accurate because what I predicted in November and was thinking that maybe or perhaps it wouldn't happen has already happened. Also. Shoyachiba, as I mentioned a little bit further into this episode, is no longer a member of Sparklu, although I mentioned in the episode itself that he is a member of Sparklu. Last correction is that since I wrote and then recorded the episode, Somasaito has announced the release of his second EP, My Beautiful Valentine. So that's another release. Still, my prediction is that it's... It may not be the only release that we will be getting in 2022, so I still remain with that prediction. I won't be changing anything there. Well, these were just some extra bits of information because this episode has since become almost obsolete. I hope you guys continue to enjoy the episode and let me take you back in time to November when this episode was recorded. Enjoy! Somehow this expectation of mine collides with my expectations for 2021. I know for sure I bet on a full-length album by Mamoru Mienu and we got, well, two singles. It wasn't bad, but I was really expecting a full-length album, seeing how many songs he already has that aren't compiled in an album and how long it has been since his last full-length album. It was The Love in 2017. So one of my expectations for this year is the long-awaited new full-length album by Mamoru Mienu, quite possibly to be released in the first half of 2022. Shotawa is yet another artist that I was hoping would release a new album in 2021, however, he only released one single. 
It was a good one, but I believe it's not only me thinking that we'd need it more after that. And after Zero, Awoi's best album to date, my expectations are sky high for the follow-up. Given how good this music has been in the past couple of years, I am betting that I won't be disappointed. Also for the first half of 2022 is my bet on Shotawoi's full-length album. And well, Somasaito was a no-show in 2021. After successfully wrapping up his first live tour, we are in bloom. I was expecting an EP in December or a single in October, but nothing happened. If you're a fan of Somasaito by now, you know that up until 2021, he always released music in December. If you're not, then this is hopefully new and interesting information for you. Well, that has now changed as the talented singer-songwriter releases a new CD earlier this year. However, seeing how he has skipped a full year of releases, I am expecting an insanely busy 2022 for him as a solo artist. Perhaps a series of singles followed by an EP later in the year, or a concept album followed by a single later on in December. Given how this is Somasaito, we can also release one song every month until November and then release an album with all those songs plus two new tracks. All this to say is right now the most unpredictable artist among male Seiyu. Having skipped a year gave him a lot of time to work on new music. Whether that music will spawn several releases or just one condensed release is up for him to choose and us to wait and see. The possibilities are endless and given how Somasaito has been hinting at a busy 2022 as a solo artist, I am all for it. Solo debuts by Yuya Hirose, Shoya Chiba and Shun Horie. Yes, I am back with this expectation. Hell, I'll bring this expectation for next year's episode if this doesn't happen in 2022. Kidding aside, last year we all saw solo debuts emerging out of nowhere as well as long-anticipated ones. Now, if you have been following the Seiyu Active in the music industry as part of Seiyu units or 2D groups, with some attention in the past year, you may have noticed that every single 2D buzzworthy music project out there has these three rising stars in their lineups. I'm talking about Yuya Hirose, Shoyachiba and Shun Horie. They are the biggest stars among Sayu under 30 years old, the most buzzworthy singing talents and with skill sets that really make me wonder why haven't they decided to make a solo debut up until now. I've talked plenty about them, if you want to know more about their singing style, tone, skill set and music projects they are best known for, I invite you to check episodes 60 and 65 of Seiyu Lounge. And because of that, I'm not going to talk long about them again. I'll just add that it is surprising, given their individual talents and the buzz around them, how they haven't announced a solo debut so far. Then again, they may not even want to do so. Will we get solo debuts by any or all of them in 2022? I don't know about you, but I hope so. Now it's time to check how I fared with my expectations for the past year. I had 7 expectations that ranged from new CDs, anticipated comebacks, changes in the Seiyu and music industry. Let's have a quick run through them. Full-length albums by Mamoru Miyano, Yumuchida, Shotawai, Shunichi Toki and Old Codex. Well, Yumuchida released an impressive second full-length album, Equal, 
but that's about it. Yep, I missed the mark on this one. The intricate singer-songwriters or lyricists will be back. Soma Saito with an EP and single and Makoto Furukawa with a new single. Out of both, only Makoto Furukawa was active, releasing his first mini-album, Room of No Name. It was awesome and beyond anything I had expected. Soma Saito was a no-show in 2021, so I missed that one. Trignal making a big comeback. I remember saying that this was a crazy prediction and it really was, however, we did get one of their members making a solo debut, Takuyaguchi. Does this count? Nah, also missed this one. The genius solo artist is back. I was really hoping for this one to happen, so I was pleasantly surprised with how things turned out with Toshiki Toyanaga announcing the release of a new full-length album titled Dot Link and that the release would be in December 2021. I nailed this one. Hyuya Hirose to make a solo debut, alternatively Shoya Chiba, Shunhorie or Yoshiki Nakajima. <laughs> uh, you and I already know that didn't happen. Instead, we got Takuyaguchi, Daiki Yamashita and Takuma Nagatsuka. It wasn't necessarily a good trade-off, but still interesting solo debuts. Live tours events to have a live streaming component from now on. We saw a bit of this in 2021, but I wouldn't say live streaming of live tours or events was common. It was present for some shows, very specific artists and 2D music projects. Like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, I do hope it is normalized in 2022. The resurgence of rock music in 2D music projects. So glad this came to fruition. In 2021, rock music was indeed in the spotlight and I loved every minute of it. Hopefully, there is more in 2022. 2D music groups focusing on having a unique sound and 2D franchises to have fewer groups in the lineup. Uh, I got half of these right. 2D music groups were indeed focusing on a unique sound in 2021. Dear vocalist kept experimenting with rock's subgenres and electronica, Tokyo Color Sonic was all about its hybrid sound, and Perfection Noise bet a lot into crafting a sound no other 2D music project has. Gamdoll also had an interesting mix of pop and hip-hop, and to some extent, Live Us even has R&B and K-pop. Visual Prison was there with an intense rock sound that channels some Visual K vibes. Argonavis from Bang Dreams bands Phantom Iris, Gyroaxia, Fujin Rising and Epsilon Phi all have a unique sound. At the same time, we did not see 2D music franchises betting on smaller lineups. Aside from Gambdoll, Versus Ambivalence, Perfection Noise and The Last Metal, that have managed to stick to only one group, or even Dig Rock and Visual Prison that are steady at three groups. All other projects focused on having a lot of groups to cater to different types of fans, yet not adding anything new to the 2D music panorama. I got two out of the seven expectations right, not bad given how unpredictable 2021 was going to be. With this, it's time to wrap up another episode of Seiyuu Lounge. 
As always, thanks for sticking around and following this podcast. I hope you're as excited about 2022 as I am. And if you happen to make any predictions or have any expectations for this year, do let me know. I'd love to know what you would like to see change in the music industry for 2D music projects, or say you artists, or even which 2D music projects do you believe will be really popular this year. And if you made any bets or had any expectations and left those in the comments on episode 29, do let me know if those came true or not. And remember, leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be, and you can be featured on upcoming episodes of Seiyu Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the Hand That Feeds HQ's weekly mail Seiyu and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of Seiyu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around. Bye!